did you find any when you were out? I actually did. I found some that I'm pretty excited about, including one I've never seen before. Really? Yeah. A rare bug. Well, it's hard to know, um, but rare enough that I, you know, as much time as I spend looking for bugs, I haven't, I haven't noticed it. So, uh, what is what is this this rare bug? It is. Hang on, I've, I'm not even going to make any pretense of being a guy who remembers everything's names. So that's I'm okay. Take over. You're you're <laughs> you're a doctor. Doctors are famously scatterbrained because their their genius lies in other things. Well, right off the bat, I should say I am not a doctor. Yes. So what the thing I found is a um, it looked. So you're familiar with the yellow jacket wasp? Oh yes. So this was trying to represent itself as a yellow jacket wasp, and something about it. The term I use is gestalt, which is I means I can't tell you exactly how. But something about it seemed different and didn't match the pattern in my mind. So I looked at it more closely, and it was a moth. So not a wasp at all, but it was mimicking a, a wasp in order to be, get protection. Who wants to the? Oop, can we swear on this podcast? Oh, my God. I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to mess with a yellow jacket wasp? So this thing, and, and it was, I've seen lots of mimicry is very common. I see t- lots and lots of examples of it. This was probably the most persuasive one I think I've seen. It worked on you. The, the camouflage was that good that it worked on a human being. Well, it almost worked on me. Well, not just a human being, right, a right, right. like I, you know, like I'm, I'm beyond a normal human being. I pride myself on knowing what kinds of insects things are. And this thing, I was like, oh, that's a weird looking wasp. Like I, it looked like a different kind of wasp to me. I did not pick it out as a moth. I just knew like, oh, that's an unusual looking variation of a yellow jacket. Like maybe it's something different. And when I looked really close when it landed, I was like, oh, nope, that is a full on moth. So I looked it up when I got home. It is the raspberry crown borer, which means, I guess, that the caterpillar stage bores into the upper stems of raspberry plants. And the species name is Penicetia marginata, which is pretty good. Um, anything with penis, penis in the name is... is uh, Can it be synth- synthesized into trouble. penicillin? Uh, or into a penis. Wow. Folks, I'm loving learning about bugs. So with you being an entomologist, though, that means I can call you a bug doctor. Yes, that, it, it makes me cringe a little bit because I definitely did not succeed in getting my PhD, but I, I sure gave it a good try and spent a lot of time in school. So well, I consider myself to be equivalent. I also gave a good try um, to juicing up this podcast saying that I had a bug doctor. So future references <laughs> of me saying Dr. Dr. Mark. Um, <laughs> Please take it with a grain of salt. You know what the real situation is, but you know I don't want to go into it. So, okay, this is a uh, moth you're showing me right now. Yes, yeah, that's the guy that I saw today. Both uh, of these are a moth. Uh, those are the same species. I'm just pulling these photos off of the internet. They aren't my own photos, but yeah, they, that's what I saw, and it was flying, and it flew just like a wasp. I was like, oh, that, yep, I, I believe it's a wasp. The body shape is a little weird. Let wow. me look closer at it, and it turned out to be a moth. Alex, are uh, you seeing this? I am seeing this. Uh, I'm loving this guy. And I think uh, Mark goes on walks a lot. And it's kind of he's kind of like a, like a Disney princess in that it seems like 
creatures flock to him in a way. Like when I go on a walk, I went on a walk yesterday and I didn't see any bugs or moss as far as I know. But somehow when Mark does, he finds, uh, and I think this was a new bug you found, you said. so. <laughs> it's a new species. Uh, yeah. So that has happened to me before uh, under kind of similar circumstances where I was walking with a, with a group of people. We were specifically looking for caterpillars. It was for a, a research project where we were inviting just ran- not random, but, but non-scientists to come help us gather data for a project. And Plebs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were high school students. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. the dumbest people dumbest. in the world. Dumbest, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they were very nice and, and helping with our project. And we were, this was in Louisiana, and uh, and I saw something. I saw an ant, you know, very small, running over the the plants. I was like, that seems weird. That ant, something, something's weird about that ant. And so I put it into a, a vial. I collected it and set it aside for later. And uh, then when I finally went back to look at it later, it turned out to not be an ant, and it was one of the rarest kinds of wasps in the world, and was an undescribed species. So I wasn't the first person to find it, but when I started doing some like online checking, I, I ended up getting in touch with someone who had also found this undescribed species in like old museum collections and was like, I think this is something different that doesn't have a name yet. So he was working on a name at the same time that I was like, what's so you, that you we compared your research? We we pretty much did. And he was like, Oh wow, no one has seen this alive before except for you. Like ever in the world. Oh, that rules. Because only, these were only found in like pitfall trap collections where they came the next day and it was like a jar full of bugs already dead yeah. in alcohol. And so he was picking through these old collections and was like, this one doesn't have a name yet. Um, and then I posted a photo of it and was like, hey, can someone help me figure out what this is? And he was like, I know what this is. It doesn't have a name. Would you like to work with me and give it a name? So I was able to actually give that one a name. Hell yeah. He was very generous. And, that's and why, you're, that's why you're Dr. Bugs. Yeah, but it was the same. I mean, I was like, "That's an that ant is acting weird. Something about that that isn't quite right." And it turned out to not be an ant, and to be uh, a rapalosomatid wasp. Oh, it was a wasp which, pretending to be an ant? Yeah, yeah, and it it even had wings. Yeah, to give the prey a false sense of security. Well, lots of things don't like to mess with ants because they don't taste very good and sure. they can sting and bite sure. you. <laughs> so. It's a good. I mean, most of the mimicry is is to to give the impression that you're either unpalatable or dangerous. Oh, so the wasp is mimicking the ant to appear unpalatable. Yes. So well, so wasp Whoa. is like a big, like when you think wasp, you probably think like a yellow jacket, but that's one category. Wasps is a huge, huge category, and most of the diversity, most of the different species of wasps are really, really, really tiny. Can't sting you. Um, they're parasites of other insects, so they don't they don't have venom. They they just track down like the egg of another insect and lay their egg inside that egg. You know, like they 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 have their own thing they do, right. but they're not the social. That wasp. sounds real. That sounds way worse than anything an ant would. Yes. Be. Like, so <laughs> I I I would be more inclined to walk towards them if I thought it was an ant. I think. Yeah. Uh, Me if too. I if I knew about bugs, but I don't. Um. Yeah. But hopefully. Uh, when we get done recording this, I'll know a lot more. Yeah. So this one that I described, when I re- started reading up about it, um, they're like, "Well, a lot of these are these are so rare. We don't know a lot about what its lifestyle is like. Like, what does it eat? Does it specialize on anything? What do the baby ones look like compared to the adult ones? What's it into? What's it yeah. on? What's, yeah. What's this, yeah. yeah. What's this whole? So whole like thing? anime? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think it likes anime? 
yeah. these ones, I, they seem like something out of anime. That, so this one, the what Whoa. they, what which, they, which one? <laughs> well, the probably the progenitor of of the, that I'm aware of is is Akira, where they have like the weird amorphous blobby monsters. Okay. What I remember. I was kind of hoping it would be, it'd be like you know, there's like a like a bug girl or something like that, like one of the ones where oh. there's like a, a hot girl, but she's a bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm yeah. I'm interested in this bug girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Does she have a bow? Like a bow and arrow? Or like a no, boyfriend? like a ribbon, like a ribbon. Say, oh, she's a bug so girl. you can tell she's a girl. Yes, yeah, so you can tell. Yeah. Um. All right, sorry, Mark. Keep going. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I feel like uh, you, you guys need to introduce this show in some way because right I, now it's just bug talk. Well, I already did because I said I'm loving learning about bugs, and then in the editing, there's going to be big sting of music. The audience at home going to be loving it, uh, and then we're going to okay. get right back All into right. the bug talk. <laughs> Very. All right, yeah, I yeah, I shouldn't interrupt. I, no, I, no, I will trust that you guys know what you're your doing. your instinct is good, but I, yeah, we we have but it's to- wrong. Bear has a plan. I trust the pl- I trust the plan. Okay. Trust um, the process. Trust the process. But actually, Alex, you do make a good point in asserting yourself uh, because we should introduce you. Uh, we thought that's right. Yeah. We thought what better first guest for our very first podcast, love and learning about bugs with Andrew Bear and Mark Fox. What better guest than Alex of the Lunch Podcast? And he's my friend on Power Warriors. Hi, Alex. Hi, hi, Andrew. Hi, Mark. Hello. Welcome. So, Alex, what was the f- first bug you ever saw? Okay. Hungry, hungry caterpillar. That's the first one. This, oh. uh, very hungry, no, hungry, hungry hippo. It's very hungry caterpillar. I think. I think that's. You know. Yeah. You, I believe you're correct. Uh, I believe you're yeah. correct. Yep. Yep. That is that is a great bug. That's one. Yeah. That that one's great. Yeah, um, he just keeps eating leaves. That, that has yeah. set many an entomologist onto their career path at at a young age. I think. Yeah. Was, it, was that? Are you hinting that that was you? No, no, I came to entomology pretty late. I see. I wandered around the the animal kingdom trying to figure out what I was interested in. You knew it was an animal, though. You just didn't know what kind. Yes. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a, a bird person for a long time. I don't think bugs are animals. Uh, and you can debate me on that, and I think I would win. But uh, I think a, a bug's not an animal; it's something else. They're living, sentient things. Fish isn't an animal, also. <laughs> They're living, <laughs> living, sentient things. <laughs> right, but I think here's my here's my thought, and you can say maybe this is wrong, maybe it's right, maybe okay, it's not. Okay, here science. we go. All right, fish and bugs don't have souls. Uh, Humans and, oh, and and like dogs and bears, they do have souls. So they're something different than an animal. I don't endorse uh, this at all. <laughs> and so, Mar- well, uh, Mark, I mean, you you would know more about this. What do, do they or yeah, Mark? What's know? what's the clinical assessment on souls in bugs? I feel like the sort of the perception, the sort of cultural perception of like wh- what we have empathy for, and and can sort of you know personify or, or, or imagine being having feelings and being sad or feeling pain like i think that that can, keeps evolving and you think one day we're gonna we're gonna be sad about bugs 
I think so. I think that the trend is the more that I'm we learn sad. about stuff, like there, I listened to a podcast about somebody talking about like, oh yeah, so people say that you know fish don't feel pain when they get the fish hook and like all these things. Yeah, that's all just garbage. Like fish have interesting inner lives and they can recognize yes. you and they can have friendships, you know, like all these, they can be happy, they can be sad. Uh, it does hurt when they get the fish hook. All this stuff is just things we tell ourselves so that we don't feel bad about. I, I believe they feel pain and deserve it. <laughs> so I feel like the more we learn about all, all the different animals, the more we will have to accept that like, okay, yeah, we, we don't have a, yeah. I mean, I, I, I eat fish and I have killed myriad bugs as an, as an entomologist. Cause that's part of what the job is. You do research and you have to collect them and study Exterminate them. Go, yeah, in, go into I, people's house, put the big shit up and fumigate and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I've, I've collected a lot, of, a lot of bugs and it, it, put, it involves killing them. Uh, so, cause they'll hold still and you can study them properly. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like that we all we never learn mm -hmm. that things animals are less sensitive. We only ever learn that they are more sensitive than we thought. So I don't that's know. That's a uh, that's a very very interesting point. Yeah. What about like a sun, a sunfish though? Like those are those they, those are they're mostly bone. They yeah, are. well, I think it's size related. Like they if things have to be a, a certain size to to hold a a soul like. No, but a sunfish have, like, is huge. But a sunfish, like they're big, but they're just like they're nothing. Like you can just like punch uh, a hole in them the and they oceans. don't notice. Okay, I'm. So oh yeah, because seals of, like, the like, fish, like a little perch that you would find. Yeah, yeah. Like those guys, they uh, don't. I mean, no offense okay. to a sunfish, but they don't got much going on in there. <laughs> like if you, if you look at what they look like, and I don't think they're even able to swim. They just kind of get pushed around and they don't care. Like they just see to me yeah. that makes them seem more Buddha-like. Like they have detached That's themselves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Mark. You're very right. And they just are. They just have reduced their existence to the purest, you know, thought and and being. And they don't like. They don't hunt food. They just kind of let food drift into their mouth. If it, you know, like. I think I think that the purest form of life is probably a jellyfish or something like that. They probably have the most zen existence because they're not self-aware at all. So they don't <laughs> like they just or possibly even externally aware. Like they just may not be aware at all. True, very true. We're all just trying to become like a, a plant. Like I, if if we get smart enough, we become like a tree. I think. Or, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. That. Well, that's like that's the full evolution. When the yep. human being like reaches its spiritual potential and they die, they become a tree. You're right. I'm really liking the vibe on this podcast. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, uh, early uh, Love Line, if you know what I mean. <laughs> because uh, and Andrew, you're the Adam Carolla, right? You're the guy who doesn't know, but you have a lot of passion, right? And Alex. then uh, Mark, you, Mark, you're Doctor Drew, you know, because okay. you you're more qualified. I, you're probably more of a bug expert than Doctor Drew is, like a medicine expert. But still, it's the same kind of uh, it's the same kind of vibe. I have to just real quick say, Alex, <laughs> I I would fall asleep to the radio for about ten years of my life growing up, from being a kid to a teenager, and for like four or five years of that, I would fall asleep listening to Love Line every night. And both of those people yeah, are. And you know what? It's good. It 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 was very fun to me <laughs> back then. I feel like it had a positive impact on like my uh, uh, sex positivity and all that. But both of those people are fucks. Yeah, and they're immoral His creeps. History has not been, <laughs> history has not been kind to the uh, okay. love line. In guys. that way, in that way, yes, it's it's not quite the same. There's, there's but uh, the show was good. It was a good show. If you, well, if, I I really enjoyed it. That's if you can yeah. decouple it. 
And I, I do think, I think I talked about this. this I, you know, I only have so many things to say, but I do think uh, Adam Carolla was really in his element when he was talking to teens who are calling into a radio show. Like those are the people that he can really, he's smarter <laughs> than, you know, he can really kind of trick <laughs> and mess with. And, and, and good jokes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, and, and impress me with his good jokes. Um, yeah, well, lightning rounds. I always really, really laughed at that. But Alex, I'm so glad that you talked about interacting with people because uh, we actually have some questions from teens for our... Oh, okay. Mark, does it does it bother you if I call you the bug doctor or Dr. Bugs? I can find a different term. Yeah, it does because... In, in academic circles to, to represent yourself as a doctor, even. Oh, whatever. sure. Like, I, okay. I and you, and you don't, you're not like a vet either. So it's not even like you're an MD for bugs. Well, you're no, just, I would never yeah. want to represent myself. Like that's, it carries a stigma to me, but, um, but no. So, um, well, so I have two master's degrees, so you can call me the bug master. That, that might be more fun. And okay. Wow, sounds good. Accurate. Master is so much better than doctor too. By the way. <laughs> it kind it of really is. is. Mark, Bugmaster. Our first question comes from Gex Addict at Schleechup. Can bugs get their feelings hurt? Well, Ashley, you if you had listened to the previous segment, we already covered that. In a serious answer, I don't think so. Um, but as I say, I would not be surprised to learn, you know, when I'm an old old guy and that we learn more and more about insect behavior and, and what they do and don't understand that they can i know they can get pissed off um can can you gain their trust and then can you break their trust ah i would you know say I mean? yes to both mm. and that's kind of like making them sad i mean it's on, feelings, a, it's on that it's that's on an that inner life yeah an inner life so my old uh personal trainer mean gene oh this person sounds badass she is badass. She is brilliant, but also a crackpot. Um, the CIA in the 80s, they put it on the streets. Everyone was getting addicted. Yes. Uh, she, and she may have been through some MK Ultra stuff. Who knows what she, what she went through. <laughs> but, uh, um, but she, so she was amazing. But she asked me if wasps or if insects could learn to recognize a particular person. Um, because oh, she yeah, said, good question. That, there's a there's she would have she had a little paper wasp nest over her front door and she would walk in and out the door would so wasps are sensitive to vibration and noise and you know they they have various ways to uh, okay. basically judge if their nest is being disturbed and so she would go in and out you know her screen door would slam shut and the wasps just were accustomed to it and they did not care when she would go in and out the mailman coming once a day they would get very agitated and like they they may have stung the mailman at one point but they but they definitely would get riled up when he would come and oh and so she was wondering if the wasps were recognizing her and i looked into it and i believe that yes that they, they can recognize particular faces like you oh i thought it, i thought it was just going to be like like you know how like if you have roommates and they're walking around and you can hear them, you can just kind of tell by their feet which roommate it is. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. That's what I thought it was going to be, but maybe they just recognize the face. I mean, 
to me, those are not really very different, depending on, like, we're very visually focused. So to me, the, the idea of, like, oh, you recognize someone by what they look like, but to an animal that is more, like, the more important sense might be the sense of smell, like a dog. They might right. not care what you look like, but they would recognize the smell. And to an animal that is sensitive to vibration, they might, the, the, the roommates walking around thing might actually be how they tell people apart. They, they, are more, they are able to distinguish people one from another, at least in that specific case. So I wouldn't be surprised if... That's surprising because, you know, you would have to imagine that they were wearing different clothes, so it wouldn't be like an obvious color thing. So they were like actually making, recognizing... Hmm. Are they making value judgments? Like, oh, well, this person is okay. You know, like just because they see you a lot, they still have to get you to the idea that you're fine and not a, a threat. Or they see you yeah. leaving the house and like they don't like your outfit, and so they'll like kind of sting you to make you go back inside. They're <laughs> yeah, making that's a, right. a value judgment. Yeah. Never yeah. if you dress like a mailman, then they get real pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it could just be the mailman outfit. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I had a follow up question about this question. Sure. Yeah. Is is a gecko a bug? A gecko is a lizard, right? That's not a bug. Think it. Yeah. That's true. Yes, a gecko. Is okay. Old. All right, Tim. Because I had, I would have been great to be able to ask questions about Gex, the gecko, but it's it's just <laughs> off topic now. I mean, oh, the PlayStation know. lizard. Uh, because I'm of sure. Ashley's. Because of Ashley's. Uh, yeah, you said her name I, was a Gex addict. I think. Yes, G E C S. It's some kind of music that I don't know. Oh, but damn. I know G E X. G E X. Okay. That yes. Beautiful that's, lizard. That's, it's a, that one's a music thing. I, you know, for me, I hear Ashley had a question. It certainly would have made sense if it was Gex the Gecko from the PlayStation game, where he's James Bond but a gecko. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're both they're both plausible. I yep. really relate to the Gex one, so that's resonating yeah. with me right now. I'm buzzing. That's that's a good thing to say a lot on this on this show. Is if like I'm buzzing, say, you're buzzing, <laughs> folks. I hope you folks at home are buzzing too. I hope you're loving learning about bugs. Um, okay, so, uh, Mark, we have another question for you. All right. People come to the Bugmaster. They humble themselves. Clifford is here at Nevada. What are the bug basics? So, probably this is a good question for episode one. Let's lay some ground rules. And I know Alex has heard this before, but from previous sort of uh, podcast interactions and things but the word bug has different meanings depending on who you talk to so in the general right. sense i have learned to accept people's use of bug to represent insects or even just more broadly creepy crawly like arthropods and stuff but within but bug has a technical meaning so if i were ever talking about the technical meaning of bug i would say a true bug which is a category like a wasp or like a butterfly or like a beetle, true bugs are a category among the insects. So it has a technical term that gets confused with the general population's usage of bug to mean all insects. So that's one thing. So bugs is bugs. Right. But if I, if, but if I say true bug, I'm talking about like a stink bug or something that's actually in the, the group technically called bugs. A centipede. No. Shrimp a bug? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, <a> shrimp a bug. <laughs> Uh, not a true bug, but yes. Uh, and and I think there's a bunch of so shrimp, shrimp or it is a bug soul. Yes, yes. No, if if bugs have souls, a, a shrimp would have the soul of a bug. They are crustaceans, and there are some crustaceans called mud bugs. I think in the south they call mud bug craw, crawfish. 
they call them mud Rawdads? mugs. And then I think that in England, there's a different marine crustacean that they eat that they, that's like some, like, it looks like a face hugger from uh, the alien. Oh, yeah. I saw a, uh, a thumbnail about a Brit on YouTube of like a British cooking show, and he was eating, it looked like, uh, like slop with octopus inside it. It looked really <laughs> bad. And all, and the entire, uh, plate like everything on the plate was either like tan or like this grayish blue color <laughs> it looked really bad yeah that's what those guys eat yeah it's yep. so good just sopping dripping with flavor um so that's one of the one of the big bug basics is bug sort of in quotes could be whatever we want to call it but a true bug is a true bug um and then another bug basic so i guess yeah what what distinguishes what what kind of thing is an insect um do you have what do, what do you know about what makes an insect different from other kinds of animals? Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to legit just be a dumbass here. Uh, exoskeleton. That's one of the features of an insect, but that is shared with other arthropods. God, so no, that's good. I mean, that's but like we're narrowing down. So arthropods I are fucked up. I'm <laughs> arthropods have exoskeletons, and the word arthropod means jointed legs. Ooh. And so that's that's all the things like crustaceans and spiders and like you think of as having lots of legs and molting and having an exoskeleton and all of that. So crabs and shrimp and centipedes, all of those little critters are arthropods. So within that, like what's the difference between an insect and a spider, for instance? A spider has six or eight legs. <laughs> a, a, okay, careful, so... a careful answer. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you're dead on. So spiders have eight legs and insects have six legs. That's the single most like sort of predominant thing you should know about insects is they have uh, hex hexapoda is another sort of synonym. Aren't there some spiders that have less than eight legs, or is all arachnids? They all start all out with eight. Have... <laughs> like okay, okay, I've, okay, I've run across some that have less than eight, but they but they start out good to um, know. We'll find we'll find out what I was thinking of in the future of this podcast. Well, and with everything. It's, insects are so diverse and so crazy and frustrating and amazing because everything that they're like, okay, here's here's a rule that you can trust and you can take it into the field and when you find a bug, like it, this will be true. And then someone who works on some special thing will be like, well, actually, for this, you know, like there's exceptions for almost everything. So the six legs thing is, is pretty hard and fast, but you'll find ones where like, oh yeah, but it has six, but two of them are reduced down to a size where you can't see them. So all insects have six legs. Six legs. So hexapod okay. is, is basically a, more or less functionally a, is a synonym for insect. Um, and arachnids have eight. Um, but, yeah. but then again, if you think of a tick, which is a type of mite, which is an arthropod, different from an insect, but mm -hmm. it is an arachnid, ticks go through larval stages where they only have six legs. So they have eight legs as an adult, but while they're developing, Ooh. find one and you'd be like, is this a small adult insect with six legs? Or is it a, like, ticks don't really look different with the young ones from the old ones, except that the juveniles have six legs. Riddle of the Sphinx. <laughs> exactly. What walks on six legs in the morning and uh, eight legs in the afternoon? Yeah. Um, tick. Right. So, but yeah, so there's exceptions to almost everything. But so insects have six legs. Most of them have wings 
or at some point in their evolutionary past had wings. There are some that had wings and then evolved to lose them again. So it gets very complicated, but I don't think there are any other arthropods that have wings. If you So it's a rule that works in one direction. If you see something that has wings and jointed legs and an exoskeleton, it's an insect. If it doesn't have wings, it might be an insect. Okay. So wings are optional. Remember that, folks. There's nothing that has wings except an insect. Only insects have wings, but not all insects, insects have wings. Yeah, exactly. Um, so those are some those are some basics. There are a ton of things that fall under the umbrella of what we colloquially <laughs> refer to as bugs that are, and it's vastly incorrect. But for the purposes of entertainment, I'm always going to just say bugs, even if I'm a yeah. Jane crustacean. And it gets exhausting to correct people, and you know you don't want <laughs> right. to open anyone's enthusiasm. If they I want ain't. to talk about bugs, I'll call. Yeah, we'll work with that. Uh, bug basics. Uh, be kind. Hmm. Be considerate. Have fun. That is yep. a wonderful note to end our very first episode on. Uh, I have to thank. That was a whole episode. Wow. Okay. The person who provided such invaluable insight and wisdom and education to our beloved listeners. Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. Glad I could help you guys out, uh, answer some, figure some of this stuff out about bugs. And I would be remiss, of course, this being Love and Learning About Bugs with Andrew Bear and Mark Fox, the Bugmaster, if I did not thank myself, because you have to be generous to yourself. You know, you have to be gentle. Well, especially in these times. These days, oh my gosh, with the pandemic, I'm having a hard time called self-care right so and then um then thank you mark for uh yeah thanks Mitt, for co-hosting with me i'm happy to do it and all right if, if uh, on the off chance anyone comes up with more questions i'll be i'll be here all right yeah i'm checking the inbox looks like it's completely empty but yeah we got we, we, we got a week we got a week <laughs> i saw two more questions i'm I saw doing two more them questions in the next in. episode